Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A. Beautiful and lovely Wednesday edition of the Taz Show coming at you. Streaming and screaming. All audio, no video. Exacta Mundo. That's right. Uh, no video today. Apologize for anybody that's looking for the video. Um, well, you know, we had some transportation, 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 transportation. <laughs> Ten times a charm. For Anthony, the video producer extraordinaire, unfortunately, Anthony will not be on the Taz show today or will not be able to run video today. So he has some transportation issues. Trans- Jesus, Dennis. Why, why am I having a problem with the word transportation? The show just stopped. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Transportation. Exactly. That's what I said. So uh, so anyway, so Ant, thanks for coming. Um, yeah, so Ant's out uh, today. So no problem. Uh, if you want to call the show, that's a very simple process, kids. That's an 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. We have a guest call screener today. Uh, Pat is in today. Uh, Pat McGroin. He is there. So um, you can call and say hello to Pat. Again, that's an 866-475-2948. <laughs> so you can do that if you'd like. Uh, what else can we do here? We're going to talk some SmackDown. We're going to talk a little bit of World Series. Uh, they kind of connect in this edition of the Taz Show, and I'll explain what I mean. La, uh, la, 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 la. There's really no house cleaning because... You know, how much can one promote a shirt? You know, how much one can promote stickers? You know where they get them all. You know how to go to Pro Wrestling Tees and get the new FTW throwback shirt. Uh, what is that uh, that uh, URL again? Taz, it's very simple. You just go on to any mobile device or a computer, laptop, however you access the internet, and you simply type in ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z. Now, that's for all your Taz Show merchandise with the FTW shirt, spitball, and running the game, things like that. If you want a new uh, set of stickers that you just promoted, because those are beautiful, you want to go to loudegg.com slash store. Mm, 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 mm. mundo. And uh, my friend Joe, uh, he does a lot of the uh, artwork. That's that's his page. And there's some art there. he did the artwork, and I want to thank him for the Taz 10 uh, new decal stickers, and you could also check out some of his merch on there, some of his shirts, his art designs, and whatnot. And uh, he's a great artist, and and uh, he's a good dude. I talked about him before, so uh, I wanted to help him out, get some traffic to his site, so some of the fans of my show uh, can see some of his uh, stuff. Isn't that nice of me, Dennis? If you really think about it, how much nicer of a man could I be? You know, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you know, Taz is hard on you guys." Guys, Taz is one of the sweetest, most gentlest, kindest men I know. Yes, yes, of course it is, yes. Uh, but, uh, but you know, sometimes I can be a little bit of a tyrant douche, but that's a whole other story. So, here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, the, the smackdowns, okay, as we call it. Um, 
Everybody was sitting and ready, sitting on ready, waiting, 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 waiting for Raw, waiting for Raw. Where's Raw? Is Raw going to attack? Where's Raw? Ba, ba, ba. The retaliation Jones. What are we going to do? What are we going to happen? Yada, 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 yada. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No sign of Raw. They even touched on it at the end of the show. Shane and Daniel Bryan, uh, which seemed like some of the most scripted acting stuff I've ever seen in my life. With Shane and Daniel at the end, it seems so or so non-organic. Their conversation, where basically, you know, Shane's like, "See, no raw. They didn't show up." And then Daniel goes, "Yeah, you're right. Not yet, but like, it was so like, you see, Daniel, no raw. Yes, Shane, you are correct. They did not show up, but they will. And when they do, it is on your head. Oh, really, really. I mean, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little." But good God almighty, it, it, and I'm not just, let these guys talk. Shane's an excellent talker. Daniel's an excellent talker. Let them talk. Just give them bullet points. They don't have to read off a script. The F are we doing here? <clears throat> so, I mean, really, I, I the, the, not just that, a lot of a lot of stuff just seems weird lately with WWE, like the, the delivery on the promos. Um, there were some things on SmackDown I liked. There were some things I didn't like. Um there were some things that left me scratching my head, like Michael Cole. Okay, so we know Michael Cole. He said it last week that he was going to be on uh, SmackDown for the next couple of weeks because Tom Phillips is on assignment. I explained to you people what assignment is, okay? And, and right, that, Dennis, I explained that in full. I mean, I told people what that means. You did. You basically said it was uh, nobody knows, so they're on assignment. Right. Well, I made a big mistake today already. Right out of the box, first segment, error. On me, problem, ground ball right through the legs, missed the pass, thrown to my hands. Bill Buckner? Know what that is, Dennis? Know what that is? I do not know. I will tell you. Um, all ears. Here's the thing. No, you're all belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, to laugh. Built-in um, sound effect, too. I like it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I made an error because when I said that there's no audio, I'm sorry, no video, that uh, I should have said that Anthony's on assignment. That's oh, <laughs> damn. What an asshole I am. All You're right, an we'll, asshole. We'll just uh, wrap this part. But you treat me like an asshole. And then we'll I just. Could, we could just start we'll, the show. Exactly. Over. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. But that would have been funny. Uh, from now on, when Anthony cannot make it, or actually, when the shows that I don't make, well, Taz's on assignment, then it'll just be dead air. <laughs> no, no, please, no. No. So, anyway, um,. Yeah, so Michael Cole, right? So we know he's been on a uh, – Tom Phillips has been on assignment, so Cole's been sitting in for him. And, you know, Cole does a great job, but I got to tell you, I'm sitting there like, oh, hey, I'm watching Raw on Monday night, and I'm seeing the end of Raw with this whole invasion, under siege, or whatever you want to call it. And I am thinking about Michael Cole the next day is going to be on SmackDown, which was last night. And because as a former announcer, I understand the consistency and how important it is. And now Cole's in a bad spot because he is sit sitting in for, for Tom Phillips and he's a Raw. He's the voice of Raw. He, I mean, let's be honest, he took over for Jim Ross. I mean, so he is the voice of Raw for a lot of years now. So it's not, it's just, it's not like some young announcer that you're sitting in on SmackDown. This is Michael Cole. I mean, so this is the, the Raw voice. <laughs> and they did nothing. They did nothing to – I think the Usos, when they were on guest commentary, might have said one or two things. 
I can't remember what one of the Usos said something. My point is, I, I think someone should have been confrontational with him. Someone should have gotten his face. One of the talents should have said to him, or what 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 about uh Byron Saxton, right? Byron Saxton, he he's not on Raw, right? So it's Booker T. Uh, uh, Corey Graves is on every single show they have, so you can't do it with him. But you could you could have did it with Byron Saxon, even though he doesn't play the tough guy well. Someone should have gotten in Cole's face. Somebody, Shane McMahon, somebody, uh, or Byron Saxton would have been good. Like, yo, dude, we have a lot of fun out here and all that stuff. And I know I'm the third wheel. I get it, but I'm blue through and through. I'm a SmackDown guy. Okay, you're the voice of Raw, and you're here sitting in for Tom. I'm just telling you right now, not just me, many of us got our eye on you. You call the show, you call it down the middle, don't fuck around over here, uh, otherwise there's going to be a problem with you and all your boys in red. Something like that. You want to work me? You want to fucking get involved and, and play a game here of that there's a real brand issue and they're going to go into the Survivor Series? Then do it. Do it all the way. You know what I mean? Break, let let Byron break characters that are acting like the the buffoon all the time and get in this guy's face. And Cole would would sell it like a, a champ because he's great at doing the, the terrified face guy. It's a new thing. Terrified face guy as opposed to facial expressions of selling. I need to use that going forward. Terrified as T face guy. So what is that? TFG, Dennis? TFG. So instead of facial expressions, we could do facials or guy sells his face. TFG, terrified face guy. It's not bad. They can fit for girls, too. Sometimes you see girls. Hey, guys, what's up? And it's girls. You know, Terrified no, face gal. This is why you are the biz dev guy. See, these are the reasons that you're a friggin' genius. I mean, because you know guy starts with G and gal <laughs> starts with G. So TFG fits for everybody. Terrified face gal. Terrified face gal. Terrified face girl. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Stop moving on. So, so do you get my drift on this, though, Dennis? It's from a fan perspective. You see what I'm saying, though? Like I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it. That would have been an an, all, an added wrinkle because, like you said yesterday, Shane and the SmackDown crew were kind of the bullies. You know, yeah. they're, they're looking at the Madoffs I, here. So they should have continued that. Correct. And, correct. I, and I, such a great idea on your part. Thank you. Check it out. Check it out. If you listen, right, to the show, because, you know, Cole's a, a commentator. You don't see him a lot. He And I'm not blaming Cole. He's just doing his job. But, like, he wasn't even nervous. Like, he – I don't – I didn't hear. Now, uh, just truth be told here, we had heavy-duty storms and rains on Long Island where I live yesterday. Like, big-time rain. Um, and I have in one of my TV rooms – I have seven TV rooms. I have 28 TVs. So I like to stay in this one room to watch SmackDown. And I have satellite TV in there. So truth be told, the satellite was going out here and there a little bit. So I could have, I don't have the, the, the digital cable line in that room. So, you know, you lose a little bit because the water sits, the, the satellite sits in the water on the roof. It just sits in a bucket of water all year round. So it's a little dangerous, but it's okay. And the thing is, like, so sometimes the, the video of SmackDown would freeze, like, you know, the, the feed would fee, fee, uh, freeze a little bit. But I I uh, kind of know announcers' overtones throughout the show and the feel of the, the what the announcers are doing because I did it for so long. And I got to be honest, I don't think I missed anything of Cole at any point 
saying that he's nervous or he's in enemy territory or nothing. Did you? I mean, I'm, I know, you know, I'm sure you watched some of the World Series, as did I, but did you catch most of SmackDown? I watched the majority of SmackDown. So from what I saw, which was the bulk of it, nothing um, nothing on Cole's end. Like, to your point, he seemed very calm, like, yeah. an, like a commentator, not... Like not crossing enemy lines, which is how it should have felt. Oh uh, yeah, he she, he should have said, or at least now, now. Trust me, I work with the guy long enough. I know how he show preps. I know what a professional he is, and I promise you, he went to Vince and said before the show, "You want me to say anything here? Do you want me to act a certain way?" That I guarantee you, Cole is not just going to show up. All right, here we go. I'm sitting in for Tom Phillips. Like he's that's not how he is. He's not going to do that. He's going to. Ask the boss the proper questions. I assume that the company and Vince did not want him to because I don't think he did. They probably wanted him just to call it down the middle, don't get in the middle of the storyline, and leave it alone, which I think is an epic fail. I mean, you got this guy's voice on there for two hours. He's on Raw for three hours for how many years? And he's been in the company for, it seems like, 150 years, Michael Cole. You know, so um, he's been there forever. And kudos to him. You got more patience than me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I digress. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just think that, uh, I, <clears throat> I think that's a big mistake. They should have had somebody interact with Cole. To me, that, that the first thing I hear is when Cole does the on camera and, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, by the way, I think that, um, I think they messed up on the lower third too on the names. They put Corey Graves, Byron Saxon, and they put um, they put uh, Tom Phillips's name instead of Michael Cole. Um, my, <laughs> let, me, let me look into that. That'd be funny. My old friend from uh, Botchamania, uh, Matthew, he tweeted something from his account, and I know I can't, I can't hack him. I, I he was on my show a long time ago, but he has it on there. Um, if I'm trying to go to his Twitter right now because I multitask. I mean, you know. Um, you 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 uh did you notice that or not? You don't notice much, right? No, the lower thirds, those are way over my head. Actually, they're below my head because they're the lower third. They're low, right? <laughs> point. That's right. Can't get nothing by you, sir. You're very sharp as a tack, sharp as a bowling ball, as they say. Um, and there's yeah, round no, as one too. Yeah, actually, so funny. Uh, yeah, if you go to at Matthew Greg, M A F F E U. Oh, let's start over. Just back that up. M-A-F-F-E-W-G-R-E-G-G. Unless this is like a Photoshop thing, uh, he put, he put, hi, I'm Tom Phillips on assignment as Michael Cole. And it's, you see it? You see it's pretty funny. I'm looking at it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to put that up on a video. Oh, wait. No, we don't have to. Oh, it's on assignment, my bad. <laughs> now I'm running with that all the way through. I'm just I'm I'm Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. To me, that's one of the things that jumped out from Jump Street, from Jump Street, what they did right there, what 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 Michael Cole not reacting. Uh, I also find it interesting about that last night was the the. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that. I'm gonna take a call. Let me go to out to Massachusetts, Dennis. We're gonna go out to Massachusetts, all the way up there in the Patriots country, and we're gonna talk to Steve. What do you say, to that house? Hey, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Sultan of Salami. How are we doing today? Good moment, Big Steve. How's it going? Talk to me, buddy. Good, good. Uh, so, yeah, no, I was listening to what you guys said a couple minutes ago about uh, Shane and Daniel and how it seemed a little, um, 
seemed a little fake. Bad. And uh, you, yeah. you, you definitely, yeah, definitely right there. It definitely seemed fake. But I will say in their defense, and uh, what I think they did right on the situation, is they made you wanting more. Like, I actually stopped watching SmackDown. I was like, wow, I can't actually wait to watch Raw. And I haven't said that in a while. So. Right. I thought that, you know, well, I, I, listen, Steve, you're, Steve, I agree that definitely was a hook there. I was going to get into that later on. The hook, you're right about that. I just meant the delivery was like, hey, you know. Oh, yeah, no, it was ugly. That was, that was terrible acting at, at, at best. Uh, that was definitely not, uh, not good. But, I mean, yeah. at the very least, I feel like they're definitely trying to uh, hook some people back lately. It feels like TV has been a lot different lately, and in a good way. I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way at all. It feels like it's yeah. been a lot more uh, organic, too, with a lot of the matches they've been putting on as well. That, that part I agree with, the, as far as the booking uh, with the TV tapings or live TV shoots, I should say. Um, Steve, they're doing a better job with I will say some of the stuff seems disjointed and odd with the interaction with the talent on mics. Uh, some stuff, like, the, like uh, Steve, you're still there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. Oh, I, thought, I thought I lost you. So, Steve, check this out. Like, if you did you watch Raw? Yeah, I did. Okay, so remember when Kane came out on Raw, okay, and it was like this uncomfortable, not just silence, but there was a delay in the physicality of when uh, uh, and then the heels got involved, I'm told about. You know what I mean? It was, it was weird. Like, yeah, did you notice yeah, that? No, I, I know exactly. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they. Um, I, I know exactly what you mean. It seems. It seems like there's a disconnect between a lot of guys right now. But I think that that's a lot of the reason. I think a lot of the because the stories are clearly turning over. They got a lot of new stories coming in, and it, yes. it, it, I feel like they're just trying to find their. It looks like they're just trying to find their niche at this point. Do you work in WWE production? Because it sounds like you're making a lot of excuses for WWE. Oh, no, 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 no. I just, I, 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 I wrestle myself too, so I wanted to actually, you know, I want to at least defend what I need to defend. So that, that's all. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, uh, how long have you been wrestling? I've been wrestling about a year and a half, two years, almost something like that. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good. Well, good luck to you. And where'd you get trained? Uh, I've been training with uh, this guy, Brickhouse Baker in Massachusetts, as well as I'm going to uh, the Kingdom trainings at the XWA Center. I don't know if that means anything with Taven and Bennett and the guys from the Kingdom and stuff like that. I know who those guys are. Yeah, but I wasn't familiar with that whole thing. But but that's cool, Steve. Good luck to you, buddy. I appreciate you calling, man. And, uh, and good luck. Uh, you know, it's a long process. Be patient. Keep working hard, bud. Take care. Uh, so there you go, Steve up in Massachusetts, uh, trying to show the brighter side of wrestling, which I understand. I agree. I think that's good. Um, so good luck to him and everybody else that's trying to do a very tough thing and become a pro wrestler. <laughs> it's not easy. So I, I think it might be, I don't know, man. I, I go back and forth all the time wondering, is it easier now for guys or is it harder? You know, guys and girls, well, we handled the G letter before. Um, you know, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, because with social media today, I mean, could it be easier? Is it easier to market, promote yourself? I know back in the day, dude, when I was coming up, I was in the fucking VHS era. You know what I mean? So I had a, you know, fucking VHS shit and, and sent it out to promoters. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there was no, there was no email. Jeez, uh, I'm like a fucking dinosaur up here, bro. Believe this. <laughs> uh, I the VHS days were were definitely interesting like how long would it take you to put together what it's called like uh oh, is it called the sizzle dude. reel in, in on the wrestling side too yeah it is but i didn't know that's what it was called back in the day but yeah i guess i was doing a bunch of sizzle reels without realizing it yeah i um it would take me oh you god i had i'm trying to remember it was a long time ago i had a 
I had to record like a camera. Uh, trying to think how we did this, and then and then I would transfer it onto VHS. Um, it would take me. It would probably take me a good hour, hour and a half to do that part. But what I would always try to do is I, I would always I would do like a highlight reel, which we would call a sizzle reel, of high spots that I did, and that would be like two minutes long. Then I always would give a full match bell to bell. See, that's a little trick right there. So it's actually a different topic for a different day, but I'll say it now for shits and giggles. But you know, I, I, anybody out there who wrestles, I'll give you some free advice. Cause that's what I do. I do everything for free here because I'm a complete idiot. Um, so uh, 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 you know, I mean, Boston Sports is threatening to put all of their content behind a subscription wall, and and I don't. So go go figure. <clears throat> but anyway, that's a whole that's another topic. I got topics up the ass over here, left and right. You know what I mean? Um, then that would hurt, but you get my point. So yeah, I no, I, I <laughs> no, no. The thing is, when you put a match like as a wrestler, Dennis, you'll you'll you might not understand, this, but you'll learn right away. You, I'll teach you how smart you because I know you're trying to be a wrestler. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, no, <laughs> no, Bella Bell, you got to put a full match. You can't put. I would do a highlight in a sizzle highlight reel, but I also would put in like a note. I'd write a note. Like, you know, and, and explain and introduce myself. Not again, no email, writing with a pen and paper. Uh, and then say, hey, the first minute, whatever, is a <clears throat> highlight reel, a highlights of me. Uh, and then there's a match bell a bell. The reason why you put a match bell a bell, look, it's very easy for anybody in sports or wrestling, whatever, to look great in a highlight reel. That's easy because you're taking out all the, the nuances of the match. And the nuances, the in-betweens, are which really draws the money. That's what really makes a true bona fide top guy, in my opinion. Um, it's not just the high spots. The high spots are important, but that's, that's far from everything. Um, I'll give you an example. No, no disrespect to the guy, because I like him, and I wish they were doing more with him. Uh, Apollo Crews. Uh, just, this is a guy who can do high, stop, high, high spots up the wazoo, wazoo. He's a tremendous athlete. The guy's got a great physique. Uh, looks great. Everything. Everything. A million dollar smile. All this stuff. I know he's not great with promos, but his work, right? His work rate is just unbelievable. The high spots. But some of his little nuances in between moves, well, just it's a little, you know, that's what makes you, and it's not. He's not, and he's he's on the better end, in my opinion, of some of the talent that's in WWE and other companies. A lot of talent, and I try not to name names. Just Apollo Cruz is a legit talent, but sometimes the nuances of the little, the little, when you go from step A in a match to C, you got to make sure you handle B. And sometimes some of these younger guys and girls that can do some crazy moves. B is a little rigid sometimes, quick and rigid, and the professional eye can see it. The novice eye, and I know a lot of fans out there that are hardcore fans, they don't look at themselves as novice fans. You are. Um, <laughs> and no disrespect to the guy Steve who just called from Massachusetts. He's a wrestler, and he's a novice eye because he's only wrestling a year and a half. He's, he's green, okay? So when you've been around long enough and you've been in matches and you've drawn money or lost money, or worked in front of a lot of people on a regular basis and 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 also worked in front of a small amount of people making money. <laughs> you know, you you develop that eye over years. And and bottom line is I'm I got off the topic of SmackDown, sorry, but 
Um, the thing is, you 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 really got to put a match out there, bell to bell. Um, when I had my finishing school, okay, that I probably was impatient with, and I probably could still have it right now, but I, I ended up getting impatient with that. And I did a podcast on that a while back on the Human Podcast Machine. I think I did. Um, because I, I don't have a lot of patience. So I, it, it was a tough thing for me to do, but just because I was dealing with a lot of young people that were ultra talented and, and I expected them to catch and real and learn things quicker, like as far as the polishing of them as wrestlers. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the, the point on this, what I'm saying about this is, um, before we took somebody into finishing school, I wanted to see a match from them bell to bell. I requested that. I did not want to see. Don't send me a highlight reel. Anybody that could look good in a highlight reel. <clears throat> so when you uh, you were in high school, Dennis, you were, as we know, one of the top linebackers ever in the state of New York. I, I knew it was going to come to this. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that you had game film. You were trying to get recruited, right? Did you, did, did, you Absolutely, were in VHS. Yes. Yeah, um, how was it? VHS, what was it? I was at the back end of VHS and like the beginning of digital. It's it's nowhere near where it is now. Where it's like the gotcha. it you know we still call it tape on in this side of things, but it's not. It's all digital now. Um, <laughs> so we had like what the handheld. What, what were they called? Like the um, cameras. Were they just camera, right? Like, they weren't digital cameras. I don't cameras. know what you're about. I need more information. What like, the mean? little, like the, you'd film like a, your your third birthday party, like your mom's walking around Cam the house. Camcorder. Like, Camcorder, that's the word, yeah. So like we had we had those, and then we had the, um. it wasn't the VHS, but it was the little, like a little smaller than a, than a cassette. Yeah, yeah, small. Yeah. And then you had to put it into the VHS. Like, there was yep, a special. Yep, that's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. So annoying. You know how I know that, because when my son was younger, I would videotape uh, games like him playing football or right. lacrosse, and I had the same gimmick. That's when he was younger, a little, little, you know. So I had to. But, I, that was how I had to put it together, and th- like you said, you got frustrated. That's just to put it together. I mean, I had hours of uh, of great highlights, so I was just like, you know course. what? <laughs> no, of so <laughs> it, it and you know, coaches. I don't know how it is today, but uh, well, it's been like 15 years for me. Um, they only wanted to see like a minute. You know, you put you put music underneath, and to your, to your point, and this very smart on your end, no, anyone looks good in a highlight. Like you can show anybody making an open field tackle in football, and then wrestling. You know, you you do That's a couple right. high spots, and, and like yep. you said, anybody looks good. Bell to bell is that that's a true test. Like because you said the nuances, you get yeah. every the little well, intricacies. It's like in lacrosse, like not you know. And I know a lot of people aren't familiar with lacrosse, but like it's like basketball. It's the same concept or hockey in regards to a soccer off ball, right? So if you're playing defense, right? We all know. I would hope most people know what off ball means, right? What do you think? Do you think so, Dennis? I would think so. Uh, I I would imagine. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Well, yeah, you would think. But um, uh, so like I know when my son was early on trying to get recruited for lacrosse, um he would make a highlight reel because you can't put a whole lacrosse game. It's too long, you know? So most of the athletes make highlight reels, but if he was, a, he's a defenseman. So he would show a little bit, he'd show a lot of his highlights, you know, um, uh, you know, taking the ball away from a guy or getting a, a ground ball, which is like a possession and, and getting to his team and his athleticism. He would show all that, but he would also show off ball, which is boring to watch because you're covering a guy and the ball's not on the guy. 
You know what I mean? It's boring, but for coaches, they want to see that because that's that's what successful defensive players do in soccer or basketball or you know uh, uh, lacrosse. You know what I mean? Right. So, make sure, uh, make sure all, you're in the right spot when when the action's not at you. Correct, and that and then that would go in a highlight reel. So, uh, but you know, of course, the kid was blessed with a genius father. You know, that's how it goes. So uh, that's the deal on that. Duh. All right, so I got to continue talking SmackDown. I also got to go to break right now. I'll decide to break. I'm going to tell you. We're going to talk more about SmackDown, a lot more about SmackDown. We're going to take some phone calls. Also, I'm going to get into what's up with like the World Series and WWE, the connection. Yeah, besides that, they were both on TV yesterday. I'm going to tell you the problem with I think WWE, where they made a big error, no pun intended, uh, by not bringing Raw to the table on SmackDown yesterday. Taz Show, be right back. Don't miss a second of NFL on CBS. Oh, yeah. The live local games each week on CBS All Access. That's right. Your local NFL games on CBS is streaming live on CBS All Access. Really cool. Very simple. And it's free. Start your free trial right now at CBS.com slash NFL. That's CBS.com slash NFL. The cool thing is, CBS All Access also includes number one hit shows, classics, movies, and original series like Star Trek Discovery. Okay, anytime, anywhere, can't go wrong, CBS All Access. You can also stream your live local CBS broadcast for news, special events, and other sporting events, plus more, or more, and more. So please, start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash NFL. Can't go wrong. God, my Bills got a tough one this week. Raider Jones. Yeah, a little concerned, but we'll get into that tomorrow. Talk some football tomorrow. Right now, it's all about wrestling. Got to talk wrestling, Taz. Talk wrestling. You're supposed to be a friggin' expert. Well, I don't hear it. That's Seth and Pimento mixed. That's a new one. I like that one. That's if Seth and Pimento had a child. Do you think that would be? It wouldn't work out mathematically. (laughs) All right, so here's the thing. I'll get to the phone calls in a second. A lot of folks on hold. I'll get to you people. I love everybody in this world. You know that. So here's the thing. Okay, we talked about they they teased Raw that were going to show up last night at SmackDown. They they were you know they had Michael Cole, which I got into the details of Michael Cole, which I how I felt about that. If you just joined the show, check out segment one. I talked about how it makes no sense. That Cole wasn't threatened or scared or anything, and he's the voice of Raw sitting in because Tom Phillips was on assignment. <laughs> um, so uh, here's the thing. I don't understand how, you know, you're going to hook people and tease the audience, the whole show, which I'm fine, but you're not going to give us a payoff. And you're going against a little thing called the World Series. <laughs> like, from a ratings perspective, you hooked us, so you know you're getting some of those fans that are want that want to watch, you know, Houston and, and Los Angeles in the World Series. But you're hooking us by showing us the exit, the doorway, going to break. Michael Cole voices it over. 
it's secured on the outside. There's security here and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're, 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 it's preventive strike. We're prepared. Shane McMahon said it at the top of his promo. So Raw can't get in, yada, yada, yada. And then you don't pay it off. And, you know, you're going from a ratings perspective, you know, you, 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 I think they should have paid this off because of the World Series. They're, they are slave to the minute by minute. They're not just slave to the ratings, which you, you guys know my I'm not big into the ratings, but I know that, you know, companies with major TV shows or, or on cable or broadcast TV, you know, it's a big deal. This is, you know, numbers are numbers, very competitive world. Um, you know, you got a couple of markets here called Los Angeles and Houston, which in the world of media, um, they're kind of big, <laughs> meaning that. I'll smart you folks up a little bit to the shit how this works. You know, TV executives and networks like what is what's the World Series on Fox? What's it on, Dennis? Correct, Fox. The enemy. We don't like them. So, no. Uh, uh, by the way, I watched the post game of the freaking World Series. Can you please put your your commentators? Uh, nevertheless, not just in a sport uh, sports jacket and a tie, but 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 you know a, a polo shirt with with a logo on it. They got three of those guys sitting there. In turquoise striped polo shirts, like it's a spring baseball game. It's a freaking World Series. Wear a suit. You notice that? I actually didn't even watch the post. I was so thrilled that. Th Did you notice how quick the game was? Yeah, very it was, quick. It was like two and a half hours. It was incredible. Because I think that they tried to rush the game because they knew Raw, uh, SmackDown ended. It's a work. The whole thing's a work. Exactly. But I was like, oh, yeah, SmackDown, let's get out of this thing. They didn't, they didn't bring Raw to the table, so fuck it. Let's just end this game quick. The Dodgers are going to win anyway. Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It worked the whole thing. So um, um, anyway, Houston and Los Angeles are gigantic markets. Gigantic. So if TV executives like at Fox, the folks at Fox, all right, so the Yankees were playing uh, in the ALC. Yes, you have to bring it up. Then. It's, you know, and they lost to the Astros. Thanks. You know, you, you, it's a win-win no matter what happens there because you're getting two major markets in New York. And Houston. Houston's a is a big media market, huge top ten, I believe. And where New York is in probably the top three. The the <laughs> final four when it was uh it all top ones. Yeah, it was New York's number one, LA's number two, Chicago was number three, and Houston's actually the fourth. That's why baseball's work. So right there it shows you. Okay, because that's how you're gonna bring numbers, you're gonna bring ratings and all this shit, right? So so here's the thing. My point is you know, WWE, you, you, I think with SmackDown, you got to pay off a little bit here because you're going against two massive markets watching this baseball game <laughs> and other just regular casual baseball fans that maybe don't feel like watching SmackDown. But you hooked people because the night before you had your SmackDown roster beat the shit out of out of the Raw people. So let's see the retaliation. Give a little payoff. I, you know, I, I, it's fine. You want to give us a hook to the call of Steve from earlier, his point that, you know, you want to watch Raw now. Yeah, I know, but this is part of the problem. And I'll get to the phones in a second. I apologize. I'm a little long-winded here. This is part of the problem. Now, this is the shit here that I'm going to tell you that, you know, you're not going to hear really anywhere else. I'm just being honest with you, okay? Uh, this gets a little deep. So for wrestling fans, pay attention here, okay? I know I lived this on the SmackDown end, and I talked about yesterday on my show how competitive it was uh, with the brand split and how we on SmackDown always felt like the redheaded stepchild. Sorry, Dennis. Um, and other stepchildren out there. So, um, you know, 
if you work for SmackDown right now, privately you're saying in the locker room, maybe, to each other, the wrestlers, because I, I don't know a lot of things, but I know how wrestlers think, okay? You're probably saying to each other, uh, this is bullshit, you know, they're gonna, they, the company, the office, are going to pay this thing off on Raw, not at SmackDown. We just heard Steve from Massachusetts say it, the caller. He's right. I knew that too. Once, and a lot of fans do that. You don't have to be in the wrestling business to realize what they did at the end of uh, at the end of SmackDown. Um, they're hooking people to go watch Raw. So if you are a wrestler or a broadcaster on SmackDown and you have some competitive juices, you're saying to each other, "Man, this is the shits." Now they want to pay. We want they want people to watch Raw instead of watch. I mean, believe me, it gets that competitive there. But see, that goes to the thing that Raw is always the mothership. Raw is the is Vince's baby. Um, and I I always felt when I was there that the company cared more. The big shots cared more about Raw. They did, and I think they still do. <laughs> I do. I think they still do. Um, not just because they didn't pay off last night, but you get my drift on this, Dennis? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, we're not talking over nobody's head here. Not that people are stupid, but I, I think... No, really no, no. I mean, that's this. that's easy to follow. I mean, it, that that's always been the case. For as long as SmackDown's been around, it's always been Raw's been the main, quote-unquote, main show. And I don't want to say the B show, because I feel like it's equal, but they, they definitely look at it from a a smaller perspective. Yeah, you, again, you're just repeating what I said in different words. Don't do that. I, I hate that. That's called that's called Bush League broadcasting. You're, you're trying to be a co-host. You need to be better. You want to be more than a biz dev guy, more than an audio producer. You need to have original content. Otherwise, just say ditto. Okay? Ditto. Now, I'm just saying ditto on a regular basis on the show. I just started something bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me go all the way out to California and uh, speak to Big Haas. His name is John. John, how are you, buddy? Good, sir. Good moment to you. Moment, big guy. What's up? Hey, I was wondering if you noticed uh, Brock Lesnar on Monday night on the Universal title, uh, his side plate. He didn't have a Brock Lesnar. It was just a generic WWE side plate. Listen, you understand, John. How often do you listen or watch my show? Every day, sir. Okay, see, the side plate's a little bit of a sensitive topic with me right now. You know that. <laughs> I think you did that as being a little more wise guy. Okay. <laughs> I think John's being a little bit of a wise guy with the side plate line. Um, <laughs> what makes you think I'm looking at side plates, John? <laughs> I mean, I watch, I listen to you every day. Like I said, I heard you Friday talking about it, and then when I watched Monday night, it's the first thing that popped out. It's like he doesn't have a side plate on. I I did not notice that. I'm glad you told me that, and I will look for it next time um, after my prediction on uh, Kalisto retaining because he did get side plates and uh, Enzo didn't. Uh, I was flat wrong, so I'm, I'm, I'm having nightmares on side plates. But thank you, John, for calling. I appreciate it. That was funny. Um, but I didn't notice that. I'm glad John, John pointed that out. I didn't realize that. I normally don't look at the side plates. It's just that when I saw this thing on <laughs> social media with uh, Kalisto, he had these cool-ass side plates with like his mask on it or whatever the frig it was. It was cool as shit. And that's why. And it jumped out to me. Um but anyway, uh, yeah, so I, like uh, the opening promo on Raw, I thought that I'm, – I'm sorry, SmackDown, I thought was uh, was pretty good. I mean, Shane does a good job for the most part. 
Um, I like a lot of the content in it. He's a detailed guy. Um, and I like basically he said, you know, he grew up realizing that, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to throw the first punch, basically strike first. And I like that mindset of why Shane did this. It was odd because the people in Milwaukee in the live house seemed very uh, baby fa- like Smackdown was the baby face. And meanwhile, Raw got, you know, bum rushed and blindsided and beat up. So but regardless, uh, Milwaukee is usually always a great wrestling town anyway. Um so Shane, you know, cut his promo, explained himself, which was good. They got that out of the way right away. Um, and then Sami Zayn come out. I, I like Sami's promos lately, man. Sami has a purpose now. Besides just being such a tremendous in-ring talent, Sami has a purpose. <clears throat> and I, I told you people that he would be doing this ska thing and being annoying more than ever. I was hoping he would do that because his music really is starting to get on my nerves. But now since he turned heel, I dig it, <clears throat> and I get what he's doing, and he's being really obnoxious with the ska dance Jones, um, you know, and it's funny. It's funny, and his, he's just he, – Sammy seems like he's having fun, and he's running with this heel thing, and he's doing great, man. Uh, he is. He's doing great, and, and I'm happy for the guy. I, and somebody tweeted me yesterday. I'm I, sorry. I can't remember who you were. I, I don't remember names well, but saying, do you think Sammy's a Sam, uh, Sammy can be a main eventer? And uh, I actually do. Um, because he could talk you into the building. And we know, look, his history as a wrestler for so many years, his in-ring ability is tremendous. Now, this is a guy here I talked earlier about nuances in between high spots. This is a guy who's got the whole package. Uh, his nuances in between his spots, he can do some crazy-ass dives. We saw him as El Generico and all that shit he did. He was great. He's still great. But his in-between stuff is excellent. You know what I mean? Excellent, excellent. Dennis, you're a fan of the Sami Zayn, right? Oh, how could you not be? He's incredible. The uh, tornado DDT through the between the rope and the um, and the turnbuckle, incredible. And yeah, excellent, excellent. Yep. He's just fun to watch. And now as a heel, like uh, ditto to your point, he's having fun with it. And it's just, ditto. When there he is, that's the first ditto. <laughs> yeah, totally in the asked. same seg- the same segment that ditto came in. Wow, didn't you're, wait. You're an expert, man. You bring up some good points. That's Sorry right. if I agree with you. I don't want anyone to agree with me. No, I kid. Uh, but no, um, um, I, I really like Sammy's promo. I like that Sammy said to Shane, you know, uh, I can't remember how he worded it, but he basically threatened him. He was like, you know, uh, I, you know I, like, I'll beat your ass right here. Like, but the way he said it, like, it was it was awesome. It was I can't remember his exact uh, his delivery of way he did it, but it was really good. It was different, and I enjoyed it. He's got this shit-eating grin on his face, this smirk, you know, red hair Jones. Like it's just something, just like it's something about him. You just want to, you want to hate him, but he's great. He's great. He's a great performer, you know. Because Shane, you know, I, 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 you know, I, and I like Shane. You know, I, I've always, I personally like Shane, but the character Shane McMahon, like I don't know what happened. Like it seems like since he came back, like he became like, like a tough guy. Like he's like leather jacket. Uh, MMA Jones, you know, all this stuff. Like, you know, I, I understand he trains in MMA. Okay, that's cool. You know, he's in great shape for a man his age. He's got kids. You know, he's 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 a dad. He's a businessman. He's successful as hell. And, and he's a quality human. He's a really good guy. But I'm saying the character, they made him like a tough guy all of a sudden. Like, he's like, you know, someone touches his, like, at the end. If you look at the little, little things, last night at the very end of SmackDown, when Daniel Bryan said, it's on you next time, like he touched Shane's chest lightly and walked away, and Shane did the whole, and I hate when guys do this, look down at their chest like, did you just fucking touch me? Like, I hate that. In wrestling, you see it all the time. 
I hate that shit. When someone touches someone and then the guy looks at their own chest like, did that guy just touch my chest? Did he just touch my, did he just put his finger on my chest? Like, you know, and you see it all the time. All the companies do it. It's the most trite, like, give me a break. What, you're going to beat a guy up because he pointed and touched your chest? Give me a, stop, please. I'm saying in character. But the thing, the thing with Shane is, like, he always was athletic as hell when he would wrestle. Always had heart. He, he was a fighter with heart when he fought. Because he wasn't a true pro, pro, uh, trained pro wrestler, licensed professional wrestler. Believe it or not, we do have licenses. And I, now I don't know if he has a license. I shouldn't say he's not licensed. But meaning that he didn't come up and get trained the traditional way of exchanging holds and going move for move. He's going to do more stunts. He's going to do more high spots. He's not going to give you nuances. He's not... He's not a polished professional. I don't think he would claim to be. He does more stunts and more big stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it just seems like he's now, like, since he came back and he got himself in good shape and he does the MMA deal and he's training in boxing, whatever he's doing, and he's 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 tough now. Like, he's you, you can't be tougher, the character. You can't be tougher than the roster. These are the guys making money. You, 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 I'm saying the, the portrayal of the character. You know, you can't, in my opinion, I shouldn't say you can't. Of course you can, but in my opinion, I don't think you should. You know what I mean? Um, no, but some people might like that out of Shane, that, that he's, you know, he gets a great reaction all the time. His music is awesome. Shuffle thing when he comes out is great. He's entertaining as hell. And like I say, he's a great guy. Um, I've wrestled him. I've worked with him, you know, and, and it's like, you know, he, he's, he, he brings it. He's a tough guy. He's not soft. Um, uh, and he's a good dude. I just, I'm saying the character, I don't know if that was Shane's idea or Vince or whoever, or the writers to make him more at time, like a, like a, a hard ass, you know, like a tough guy. That seems a little, I, I'm just surprised. I'm still not used to that. Maybe because I know Shane and I know he's a, he's a good guy. He's a lighthearted guy. He's a funny guy. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why. Again, I'm not, I'm not attacking his personality, uh on a shoot because I like him. I don't want to insult him because I, whenever I see Shane uh, and whenever I worked with him or did business and worked under his company uh, all those years and traveled with him on Vince's plane and just in cars and this and that, always got along great with the guy. So um, I don't want to say anything bad about him, you know, but I'm just giving my observation. Um, that's basically what I'm doing now. <laughs> that just kept me out of Hall of Fame. Damn it. You'll get back. You'll earn it back. I don't know, bro. Lately, I've been really like, oof. Outspoken Jones, you know? Oh, if they can't take a little criticism, that's on them. Oh, they can't. Um, <laughs> it's And it ends up being on you when you criticize. Not you, but they don't even know you exist. But you get my drift. Um, you know. Yeah, I, gotta, I think I got to be nicer. What a great SmackDown last night, huh? Whoa, go! It was great. Um, <laughs> the exchange yeah. between Shane and Daniel Bryan were very organic. Spectacular acting. Acting that they did backstage. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, disingenuous Jones. Uh, anyway, so um, Sammy's promo was great. Shane's promo was excellent. The whole thing. Uh, New Day lost to Gable and Shelton, which I think is good. Gable and Shelton gets the win here. That's cool. It was kind of a longer match. Good match. Um. They got to do something with, with Gable and Shelton here. They got to give them something. to Give them a name. It needs to be more. It's tough to really bite into them and care about them and, and, and stuff like that and, and 
it's tough. I mean, they're both really good in the ring. It's just tough. Uh, you know, as far as just, just grazing over looking at the show, uh, they did the thing backstage with all the girls for the uh, Survivor Series, and then uh, I think it was Daniel Bryan who said, no, Lana, you're, you're not on Team Raw. You're not in. You're the only girl. Was it Lana? Was it uh, Daniel Bryan? Who was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the six women, and Daniel Bryan was like, all right, we're going to have, she's like, there's six yeah. of us. He's <laughs> like, oh, not you. Not you. Yeah, it was kind of mean. You know, but it was funny. It was good. <clears throat> um, uh, what do you call it? Then we saw a little Baron Corbin, a uh, little, he's that little big Baron Corbin against Sin Cara. Sin Cara, right? I was confusing with the other guy. Sin Cara and Kalisto, correct. This was Sin Cara. Right, Cara, Cara, you know, Kim Carnes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, who's Kim Carnes? Baron loses via DQ, which I like. I mean, he's beat down Jones. He's so violent. He's crazy. Um, it's okay to lose like this. He's not getting victories. It's okay. They're, they're developing his character. I like what WWE is doing with him. This is how I get back in the WWE Hall of Fame, Dennis. You see, this is how I get back uh-huh. into the talk. You know what I'm doing, right? Just pay attention. Now edit this all out of the podcast, so you, you see. All right, so anyway, the part that I was just talking to you. So Baron, uh, what they're doing with him is excellent because it develops who he is. It develops this character, Lone Wolf, the shirt, the music, the whole thing, and he don't give a shit. He'll beat you down in a hoppy. He don't care. He's violent, angry, has no friends. This guy could pull it off. He's excellent. WWE doing the right thing with this guy. I like it. What I do hate and I've talked about this a long time ago. Please stop with the handheld camera shaking nonstop to bring excitement to the segment. I am getting a headache watching wrestling. The camera is like frantic moments. Oh, my God. Oh, shake it. Shake the camera. Shake the camera. Who's running the camera, Mr. Pimento? Like, what is going on? You notice this sometimes? Does it bother? Do you see this, Dennis? It was funny you said that. We were watching it last night, and uh, my buddy was like, "Why are they trying to do this? Like the Blair Witch Project? Like the camera? It's, just, it's like an earthquake. It's <laughs> and it's it's like we get it. Corbin's beating up Sin Cara. Like you don't ah. Like they're just <laughs> it's, no. it's it's. I wish they would shake the, the hard camera that's on a big tripod, and then it would fall. <laughs> like the camera just that'd be hilarious. Look at this disaster. <laughs> The camera has taken a big rolling bump. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Drinking some iced coffee. <laughs> you know, I'm not, there's no video today, so I could uh, basically, I usually no one do is I drink coffee, I just pour it down my face. It drips over my head and face. I don't just put it in my esophagus. You know, that's kind of my thing. Um, let's go all the way out to Paris. Uh, and uh, let's go to Paris. Hey, uh, Jack, what's going on there, homie? How are you there, Hammer? What's going on? Hey, good moment, Taz. How are you? Good, good. Talk to me, big guy. What's up? This is actually very fitting because I wanted to know your thoughts about how WWE filmed their live shows, especially when uh, wrestlers are cutting promos. So I have a thought, and I wanted to know your thought, actually. So uh, during the Attitude Era, so whenever a wrestler delivers a good line to another wrestler, uh, the camera used to really zoom in on the face of that wrestler to closely show his reaction. And I think Correct. it amplified the, the promo that was done. And since now wrestlers are shooting, I mean, I think it would be cool to do that. I don't know what you think. Because now it's just the camera is just fixed and just zoom in a little bit on the first wrestler and then on the second. And I think it's not that good. I think back at the attitude there, it was better. I don't know what you think. Okay, well, Jack, now hang on. So the, the, I'll tell you what I think in a sec. But I'm going to ask you a question. When you say wrestlers are shooting, uh-huh. why... I don't think that's true. Like, all, all of these guys are not going out there and shooting on each other. You think yeah, they that are? that is true. 
that is true that is true but i mean it's more they're, they're like bringing the real aspect more now and i think mm-hmm. the lines are better i feel yes i agree that i agree with uh, yeah maybe, but you have to because the audience audience yeah. is more sophisticated uh-huh exactly Okay, so now let me, let me answer, your, answer your question, Big Jack. I appreciate it. And thank you for calling, buddy. Um, and enjoy Paris. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I remember how the camera work was during the Attitude Era. I was there. I remember how the camera work was in ECW. And I humbly say I think that Paul Heyman uh, had that vision before a lot of people. Yeah, I know I drink the Kool-Aid of the ECW, but that's the way it goes. But I do think that we were doing that camera stuff before a lot of, a lot of these wrestling companies doing different types of camera stuff. And I told you guys about that a long time ago, the cop style, the TV show Cops. And that's Paul was inspired by a lot of that uh, into wrestling. And that's how he had this vision that others didn't. But I digress. Um, But to Jack's point in Paris, yeah, it's very important to zoom in. And he's right. They did that back in the day on characters' faces when um, they hit a line or to show how real it is what they're saying. Because I've talked about this. The money is in the eyes, the money's in the nose, uh, the the mouth, the facial expression. It, it's all there. That's where the money is. And when you zoom in on that and you show that up close, it's important. I think, Jack, you make a very good observation, my friend, because it's not done like that that much anymore. I'm sure they'll start doing it now because at times there's been some hacking lately of me, which is a perfect segue to go to break. As I come back and talk about the potential uh, match that Bobby Roode, not potential, what they're going to do next week, Bobby Roode and the Ziggler. Speaking of hacking, uh, it's kind of a hack on what I suggested. I'll get into that on the other side of break. Uh, Also going to talk about a little bit more about this whole exit doors that they showed and stuff like that. Where was the security? I'll get into my thoughts on that. And the World Series, uh, talk a little bit about that. You know, there was a baseball game. Some more coming. All right, Tasho, sit back. Series talk. I'm gonna shout out um, some guy on Twitter who did a really cool thing uh, with the uh, the new WWE team. But uh, hey, support for the Tash Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part is, guys, it's simple. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision for you and your family. So, <clears throat> Rocket Mortgage by Quicker Loans. This is the best part. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAC. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAS. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. <laughs> yeah. So there's this dude um, on uh, Twitter last night, 
I'm gonna give him a little shout out here, and I retweeted this. I, I'm you know I'm not a big gamer. I know a little bit about it, and uh, I know when my son was younger, he was he was into games, you know, with the Xbox and all that stuff. But uh, you know, we played NFL a lot. Of, I used to like the NCAA football, but they stopped making that. I know a lot of you people are big gamers, so um, I want to let you guys know. Like I know this whole WWE 2K18 deal, the big deal and all that shit. Uh, check this out. This guy uh, at Daniel AKA D E E at Daniel AKA D. The Legend D, D-E-E. He made a, um, I, I don't know what this is called. Dennis, do you know, are you a gamer, Dennis? Mm, great. Uh, maybe you could ask Pat my groin. Uh, he might know. I, I don't know what they, they call when they make a, uh, a character, but he made a Taz character that, like, he did a great job. I mean, like, uh, and I know this takes a lot of time, and he customized this. And what he says is, um, he said, if people want to uh, upload it, is is now uploaded, it says, search Daniel, a.k.a. D, to find him, meaning my character, the Taz character. So uh, I want to thank him for that, because I know he put a lot of work into this. I don't know the guy, and uh, and I want to give him a shout-out. So you guys could tweet him, tell him that uh, your boy Taz, you know, shouted him out up here, because that's how I do shit, you know what I mean? I mean, I do the right thing for people. You know, I'm not a douche, you know what I mean? Um, and then uh, somebody also made an FTW belt. Um, Chris Burrito at Big Chris Burrito made a custom FTW title on WWE 2K18. It looks great in the game. Um, with Daniel, aka D's Caw, oh Caw, C A A C A W. Is that what it means? I feel like such an old man here. Dennis, you don't know shit, dude. Damn it, gaming, gaming's out of my realm. If it was competitive, what's up, eating? No, competitive food eating, right in my wheelhouse. You should do that, dude. Make bank, really. Don't tempt me. Uh, ditto. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Our second one. So I was saying, um, uh, it was showing, they kept showing these signs, uh, the exit signs, you know, and Cole was voicing over saying, there's security outside and, and all this stuff, you know, and it's the hook, the hook, the hook. That's what you have to do, right? You hook people to go when you go into break. That's basic TV and, and, and radio. It's done too. But what's going on, WWE? Show show the security. Pay some guys. Put some extras there in, in the, the fake cop suits. Put somebody in front of the, the door. They're saying they're outside. Bring the camera outside. Show me. Show me. If you're going to work us and you're going to hook us the whole way and not pay it off with, with Ross showing up, show it. Show the security. Get some local police there. They're always at the buildings anyway and see if they're allowed to stand in and shoot them with cameras while they're by the door with the lights going. Uh, Shane McMahon, make sure there's extra security here. Uh, security outside of the gimmick Schnabitz Arena here in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, you know, so Raw cannot, uh, my show Raw, because I'm Michael Cole, cannot get in here even though I'm in here. Um, that type of thing. You know, I mean, instead they just showed like it seemed very, God, I hate to say it, but I'm just going to say it. The orange elephant in the room. It, it seems cheap. It seems cheap, like you're not. You're just showing an exit sign from inside the building, and a door with nobody around it. These are things I notice. I'm just saying. These are things I notice. I I think that's a mistake. Let's go uh, up to Connecticut over there. Let's talk to uh, my man Arturo. You're on the Taz show. What's going on, Hoss? Good moment, Taz. How are you doing? Wait, is this the Arturo? Uh, my cigar paisan. Of course it is. Of course it has. I already had a 
nice Brazilian Elencos from E.P. Carillo to start wow. off the morning. Wow. Bro, I watched the thing um, yesterday. I had some downtime. I watched on YouTube. I'm a big fan of uh, – you were one of the guys who turned me on to one of their smokes, one of the sticks, the flying pig, as you know, the 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 uh, the Liga Pravada. But I watched a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. You might have done this already on uh, Drew Estate, on their, on their factory and everything. Dude, did you ever see this? Yeah, I've actually done the uh, their, their their barn fest over in Connecticut, where you get to go to really? the farm and see oh. how you know the farmers you know yeah. take care of all the product. It's amazing! It's amazing. You get a different respect. Wait, for the wait, well, hold on, wait. So I always wanted to do that. So now I know they have another one coming up in November. I think a barn fest, right? Yeah, they run in Connecticut, Kentucky, and I, I think I forgot where the third one's going to be at. But they're, uh, they're definitely Kentucky. They have that that I had one of those. Those Kentucky Fire. Um, what the hell is that called? Sure. KFC. Yep. Tremendous smoke. Where, where in Connecticut? Uh, where? Where? Where in Connecticut is this? It's uh, near uh, Yukon. Over up that way, there's farms oh. at. Uh, yeah. You get the Connecticut yep. broadleaf over there. That's where it's at. Okay, I didn't know that. Wow, so you did that. Wow, I, yeah, I wanted to do that one time. Uh, I'm looking into doing that if I have time, but uh, was it worth it? Was it cool? Oh, like I said, when you leave there, um, you get a different respect. I actually work for EPC, not plug-in, but I'll be going to Dominican Republic in uh, January, and I'm going to be able to go to the farms and really get a close grip on all of this. I can't wait. So you get... Let me get this straight here. So you get some stogies on the arm? <laughs> uh, so, so, Taz, your birthday just passed, and I tweeted you out a picture, but I need to send you a couple sticks your way. I was up in Patchogue on a Friday night at an event, and uh, it made me think of you, but I, I do need to get some sticks in your hand. Yes, you do, my friend. Uh, Dennis, you notice how I just did that with Arturo. You see what just happened, here, right? Do <laughs> <sighs> you got any food, Arturo? You could send my way? <laughs> Sure, sure. Why not? A little, little porchetta Lijero ready to go? Now we're talking. <laughs> Look at this guy. I'll tell you this right now, Arturo. One day I'm I'm looking to do I'm gonna I'm gonna like stew just off. I didn't say this publicly. I want to do a um like a special. Um, and I I don't want to say too much because there's so much copy copying and hacking going on. I'll just leave it at this. I'm going to involve you with something. Let's just leave it at that, okay? If you want to, if you're available. It's somewhere in the Northeast, but we'll get to that down the road, Arturo. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, no, look, I, I uh, you know, I smoke a lot of cigars, and and uh, you turned me on on Twitter to that to that Flying Pig, that Liga, which is just a great smoke. And then I looked into it. I didn't realize why those Liga Pavadas are so difficult to come by. It's because uh, they take the top of the leaf which is hard. It's it's a thicker leaf. I didn't realize the detail behind that smoke and why it had a little bit more money, too. Yeah, also, too, because uh, a lot of cigars are seasonal, but that one, I believe, is on a two- to three-year cycle, so yes. you don't have the amount yep. that you can do things with, so it's different. Yep, I agree. You know what I just bought? And then we could talk wrestling. Uh, but you know what <laughs> I just bought? <laughs> I bought the... Um, I, I'm waiting for it to come. I, I never had them, the Underground Underground series from them, but the um, the shade, the lighter that's a light, like a mild smoke. I don't know. I usually like a darker Maduro, but every once in a while, you know, in the morning, if I want, like, with a cup of coffee, a mild, you know. Do you ever have the Underground series from them? Yeah, the Underground shade. It's the white band with the uh, yeah. gold lettering yep. on it. It's phenomenal. Yep, yep. I mean, it's... It's it's in my wheelhouse as well too, and you're right. Cup of coffee with that. I mean, you know, in a great day, you you really can't get any better. 
Yes. Well, uh, look, man, I love talking uh, cigars with you for sure. And anybody else that knows about cigars, call. Uh, what's, the, what's the, you got a SmackDown question, bro? What's up? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I was going to say that I'm driving to New Hampshire now, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm on an episode with Ride Along with you and Ginger Mahal there, and we're smoking him <laughs> out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then two points on SmackDown. I think uh, <laughs> and the Usos is money. I think Usos and the Usos is money because they just. I think he that that big bruiser with the Usos is really gonna. You know, he could he keep working getting a belt and have them as back. But I really do like them. And the other topic was and just a thought. It would have been great because they have four-day weekends with the uh, with the big events, with NXT and everything. It would have been great if just you had like Drew McIntyre just sitting like in the cheap seats by himself for the show, and mm. no mention or anything. But they could hook it with War Games coming up. Then you have the pay-per-view. Mm. Then you have Raw, SmackDown, NXT. You could you have a lot you could tie in there and swerve everybody. That's a that's actually a very good idea, Arturo. Thank you for calling, brother. I appreciate it. Good talking, uh, you know, cigars with you. Um, yeah, no, that's a very good idea. That's not a bad idea, and I also like his idea. I like the whole thing with the whole Usos and Rusev's Rusev, because you could do a thing where the hiccup. Sorry, you could do a thing where um, Rusev gets into that whole like an urban feel. Hip hop Jones, big hip hop guy, big thick burly hip hop man. You know, it could be pretty entertaining with with the. Uh, what the uh, Usos, Usos, a lot of U's and O's and vowels in those names. Usos, Rusev, whew, tongue twister right there for sure. Tongue twister. Uh, we saw AJ Styles wrestle one of the Singh brothers. Um, I, I'll tell you this. I was so happy that, and I was thinking this as you know, they promoted that this match is going to happen. And after seeing Paul Heyman's promo on Raw, I was like, oh, God, I know they're not going to do this, but I hope they do. Let one of the Singh brothers or the Singh brothers take a shot at Paul because no one really ever does that, another non-wrestler. Well, not that the Singh brothers aren't wrestlers. They are wrestlers, but you know what I mean? They've been really in a non-wrestling role. Um, And they did. They came out and they basically mocked Heyman uh, the way he announces, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar and they had, the Singh brothers, you know, when Paul accused them on Monday for for hacking his shtick, shtick, and, uh, and then they had the Singh brothers basically, you know, go at Paul using the under what uh, what was the lines of uh, that Paul always says uh, undisputed and this and that the reigning uh, defending the reigning yeah, yeah. that whole thing you did it like you kind of did it like Seth <laughs> like if Seth was Paul Heyman <laughs> the reigning be- defending oh, it's too mentious so they they get along great oh jeez that's Oh, man, right now, if Seth heard that, he's like, yep, that's it. I got him. HR, he's going. <laughs> I got him. We got enough on him from Sunday to last. We could write a Bible worth of book on the stuff he was spewing Sunday. He was saying some bad stuff. Yeah. yeah he's a <laughs> Seth. Seth could be a nasty man. I'm telling you. He's, got a potty he's a little mouth. nasty man. He's a potty mouth nasty man for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it could be filthy, uh, for sure, no doubt about it. But I do like the fact that the Singh brothers definitely took a shot at Heyman. I thought it was great. It it adds to this this um this early goings of this this feud between. Don't say feud. Don't say feud. Damn it! Rivalry. <laughs> Rivalry. <laughs> Rivalry. Rivalry. Dude, who says feud? You don't say feud. 
Uh, don't say raw is war anymore. It's not war. It's just raw. I heard that one too, by the way. Whoops. Yeah, but you guys used to call. I know, but we 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 don't anymore. We used to call them feuds too. Yeah, and there was that list that when um public all the things announcers couldn't say. I've never seen this list in my life. I have to be honest. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm actually glad there is a list. I mean, because it was hard to fit. I'm like, I can't say belt. Don't say feud. Don't say war. There's a lot. What do you want me to say? Oh, no, damn it. Just don't talk. Just wear the shades and look mean. <laughs> I could do that. I got that covered, Vince. No problem. Cole, you suck. <laughs> we had that once, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have no idea. It was, it was all entertaining, though. It was funny. I mean, anyway, um, I'm getting off the top. What was I saying? I was talking about uh, the Singh brothers. So, <coughs> excuse me. Hold on a second. How does it? Wah, wah. Winning awards. Oh, man. Anyway, so the thing, the thing is um, the Singh brothers taking that shot at, at Paul I thought was great. And I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't shock me if Paul suggested it. Um, because they should, you have to, you have to keep it even Steven. You got to keep it, you know, you got to keep it at that level. They're both champions. You know, you got to do that. I, I tell you, anybody who doesn't like Jinder Mahal's promo work, there's something wrong with you. I mean, really, this guy's promo, this guy's a, just a heat getter, man. He's just, he's excellent. His promo work is getting better and better. Look, is he, is he the nature of Ric Flair on the microphone? No. Is he, is he as great as The Rock or, you know, the other guys that we've seen that are great on the mic? No. And I'm not saying that, but he's really good. He gets some heat. There's, his delivery was right. I mean, it's just his facial expressions are awesome. I mean, it's just, it all works. Um, I like that they showed the B-roll, the footage from Monday, for those that didn't see it, of Paul saying what he said about Jinder Bahal and, and Jinder threw to the footage. I like that. I like that. I think that all works. Um, I like it. I mean, of course, you know, you knew AJ won the match. You know that was going to happen, but but it was a good match. I mean, of course, AJ, this this guy can wrestle a coffee cup and have a great match. It's AJ Styles. And, and, and those Singh guys, just brothers, can work. So... Yeah, they do some different stuff. They bump a lot. They do some crazy stuff. We've seen that. You know, we've seen Randy Orton basically obliterate them on a regular basis through the announce tables, and those guys are tough as shit because they still survive. That's what makes toughness. Not what you can dish out, what you can take, kids. Uh, let's go uh, down to Orlando and uh, the vacation capital of the world and speak to Ricky. What do you say there, Hammer? Hey, good moment to the whole Taz crew. Good moment, Taz. Um, hope everybody is having a Great moment so far. Uh, I had a quick. You back at you. Talk to me, buddy. I had a real quick question with um, the tease of so many trio factors. Mm. Um, do you see? And I and I went back in history. Once upon a time, they had the three man uh, tag team belts. I guess is how you can uh, announce it. And I wanted well, to know. Which, do you, which cup? Well, there was. Hold on a second. There was a few different ones. Like, you, wh- which promotion are you talking about? Um, this was, I guess, when Vince McMahon Sr. was uh, running the game. Right, and, right. Um, right. Also, you know, I try to – hold on, Ricky, check it out. Also, I think um, – ah, oh, man, you know, sometimes with history I get a little – I think the NWA did that too. The NWA had the six-man tag team belts. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the NWA. I could be wrong on my history there, but continue, Rick. 
Well, I was just wondering, do you see the, the six-man belt coming back pretty soon, or um, you don't see that coming back at all? Well, I'll tell you, Ricky, it's a good observation by you. I have not thought of that. Um, I, I like I liked the... Uh, I like the idea. I, I, do I see it coming back? No, I don't. I don't think they'll do that. I think it's a good idea. Um, I mean, you know, because you, I think just in, I, I know what they do in, in Lucha Underground. They do the trios champions, champions. Uh, it's it's basically the same thing, I believe. Um, the and NWA did it. Well. I'm 99% sure they did it in the late days. Thank you for calling, Rick. Um, I don't see it coming back right now. I just don't. I'm trying to remember if if Vince McMahon Senior did this. I'm trying to remember. I, he, they must have. I I don't know. I I I don't know why I can't remember. I do remember the NWA doing it for sure. It's coming back to me more like uh, in the mid mid uh, mid America territory based uh, a deal they were doing Jim Crockett and stuff like that when he was in charge of the whole deal, owning and running it and everything. Uh, and that was in the probably the mid '90s or early '90s, maybe something like that. Um, you doing any research on this right now, uh, there, Dennis? If, yeah, uh, I'm w- looking into it. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm sure WWE did do it, but I know the only ones that do it as of now that I know, and maybe there's other promotions. So, pardon my ignorance on this, is uh, Lucha Underground. They do the trios. I think Red Honor does it as well too. Oh, Ring of Honor does it? Oh, I didn't know that. My bad. I apologize. I did not know that. They do it. Wow. I didn't know that. I should have known that. And I don't I didn't know that. I suck. I didn't realize that. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, the six man tag team championship. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you for telling me. Um, the thing is, I do think it'd be great if they did it. I just don't see WWE doing that. I don't see them doing I think they should do it. Why not? I'm sure they've they've messed around with it but a guy like michael hayes there from the Freebirds, i'm sure he he's probably dabbled in talking about it in in, in production meetings or c- creative meetings um obviously with the new day and stuff like that or let's say we we're just talking about the usos and you got the rusev together maybe something like that you know you, you could do you could do a lot of uh different of miz and uh sheamus and cesaro or whatever you know what i mean stuff like that yeah you could do different things for sure it could work Definitely, and there's other towns. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it, though. Why? Well, because I think that WWE is more based on drawing. The big money is in the singles, competitors, and as individual wrestlers. I think they look at that. Tag teams was in a big low for a long time in the business, especially with under Vince. But he's come back around the past few years with tag teams, and, and it's getting a little bit of a big bigger push now, which is nice. It's good to see. Um, I just don't see them doing it with, w, with, uh, tag, with six man. I just don't. I don't. Uh, we got the Kingsman here on on uh, Twitter, and then I'm going to go to break after this. He says, currently, New Japan has a six-man tag team championship, and ROH has it, too, with the uh, Bullet Club as champs. Thank you, the Kingsman. Uh, old school Taz Show fam right there. Okay. Uh, on that note, I'm going to break. Uh, other side of break, uh, talk a little World Series, uh, if possible. I'm going to talk a little more. Uh, is there anything else on SmackDown? Uh, maybe the fatal the what they do the women's fatal five was a five way fatal five right I think it was five, yeah. yes yeah we'll talk about that a little bit because Becky was the victor the victoress I guess a female uh, Tasho last segment coming up sit tight.
All righty. Wednesday edition Taz Show back here. One segment to go here on this two-hour journey known as the Taz Show. No video, as I said at the top of the show. Anthony is on assignment, the video producer. So we're just going straight audio. No video. On assignment. I want to talk a little bit more uh, about SmackDown as well. I'm going to try to get to World Series if possible. I didn't watch much of the game, and I'm going to get to the phones. A lot of people want to show. Very busy, busy show today. I'm sure. I was um, also, uh, you know, I think I didn't even get into the Bludgeon Brothers. I got to talk about that again. Something about that. Ziggler, Rude didn't get into detail on what they're doing there. Fatal Five Way, we'll get into that right about now. Also, Rude and Sami Zayn. So. There was an error in the uh, run sheet that uh, the script for the show, we have the Taz show that the, the team put together. A little confused on that. I was texting the real biz dev guy uh, during the break. A little confused on some of the writing of some of the shit that's put in front of me. But I digress. It's okay. I'm not angry. Not at all. So we had uh, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Tamia, Tamina. Um, WWE SmackDown Women Survivor Series, Survivor Series team captain deciding match. Say that ten times. Becky was victorious. Um, gets the disarmor on Carmella to get the tap out victory. So Becky is the SmackDown Women's captain uh, going against the Raw team. Where Foxy, Alicia Fox, is the captain. This girl's going to have a great match at Survivor Series. This five on five deal. It's going to be real good. So, um, what do you call it? That's the deal on that. I, I enjoyed the match, though. I thought it was a really good match between all the girls. Sometimes when you have uh, that many moving parts, it could turn into a little poopy match, but this was good. These girls all work well together. You know, they all work well together. I think it was good. And I also think WWE as an overview did a good job with SmackDown. Like we showed up with Ziggler and Rude. Like, you think we're friends because last night we did the attack together. You know, I, I like that. You know, that's a tough, that's an ambitious task. The very next night where, like, you can have talent <clears throat> going against each other after they were arm-in-arm arm against Raw. <clears throat> I think WWE did a good job in, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, giving you that feel <clears throat> That they still have heat amongst each other, some of the talents. You know what I mean? Is that a ditto, Dennis, or you have something else to say about it? Uh, it's a half ditto. I like that both Raw and SmackDown didn't go with the quote-unquote obvious choices between um, mm. either Sasha or Bailey. You just assumed that Alicia was going to take the pin on Monday, yeah, and, yeah. One, and one of the two, and they went with Alicia, and then. You just, for me, when it was the Fatal Five Way, it was like, oh, Charlotte's going to win. And Becky winning was a pleasant surprise. So, I wasn't shocked that Becky won. I, I'm with you. I thought Charlotte would win, but I think Carmella should have won. That's what I think. That would have been that would have been good as well. Yeah, but they're pushing Carmella good. I can't complain. Um, you know, uh, the Ziggler uh, stuff. Uh, Ziggler backstage get interviewed, and and Bobby Roode comes in, and they go back and forth. I, I thought it was pretty good. 
I like that they weren't in front of the audience because you can't do everything in front of the audience. I think that's good backstage. And so, you know, Bobby said, uh, let's do a two out of three falls deal. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, boy, they're hacking you. They're hacking you. Yeah, kind of. I'm saying three out of five, you know, a three out of five series and matches. That's what they should do with these guys. But, you know, it's a big joke with me backstage of the Taz show. Three out of five. Uh, right, Dennis? Uh, you and Seth make fun. All the producers, time. you like three out of five. <laughs> I just feel when you have two guys that have similarities like these two and they're both so talented that a three out of five series would be money with these guys. It would be great. Um, it really would. But they're going to go you know, two out of three falls, which is fine. Winner, uh, what is it? Winner's the not the captain. Winner, winner, the captain. Winner's on the uh, the SmackDown. Not the team. captain, but he, but he's a member of the SmackDown team. Gotcha, gotcha. Member of the SmackDown team. Okay, gotcha. Well, can't go wrong with anything Ziggler Rude. Those guys do a great job. So you can't go wrong uh, with those guys for sure. Uh, let's go uh, to Queens and uh, talk to John. Uh, John, what do you say there, Haas? Hey, how's it going, Taz? Uh... First time calling. Uh, just want to say I enjoyed earlier you uh, talking some cigars with uh, the caller earlier. Interesting. Yeah. What is your uh, What is your choice? Uh, what, uh, what talk to me about your cigar intake? Yeah, man. So uh, a couple years back, I saw I'm actually Cuban, and uh, I had the opportunity to go to Cuba. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on, John. So hold yeah, on. A yeah. Just because you're Cuban, that means you're an expert now in cigars. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. It took me going to, to Cuba to actually, you know, kind of connect with that part of my heritage, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got uh, family over there? Yeah, actually, I have more family there than I do in the States. I, I don't really know any of them, though. Um, you know, the whole kind of revolution thing through a, through a monkey wrench in that whole situation. You know, it's illegal. You can't bring Cubans into the United States. Cigars, you could actually You could actually bring up to $100 worth. Uh, and I, I know you could bring there. a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You can, but I I need yeah. more than that. I need boxes a lot. Oh no, you know? I, I I hear that. I, you know, I mean, when I when I came back, I definitely came back with more than a hundred dollars worth. But, but it, check it, this yeah, out, John. John. Yeah, John. Now let me let me just tell you, let me just say this to you real quick. Yeah. I got to tell you, I've smoked Cuban cigars. I've I've been in the UK enough, and you can buy them right in a cigar shop right there. It's not illegal there. Nice. I've I've brought a couple of Cubans back to the United States. Um, I have to be honest with you, and I have a pretty, uh, I don't want to say um, fancy palette for cigars, but I'm pretty sophisticated with my cigar smoking. And I got to be frank with you, this my, I don't know, I, I, I have to be honest, yeah. I couldn't, if you gave me a good uh, Dominican cigar, um, yeah. and, you, and you took the label off it, and you gave me a really good Cuban, I, it'd be tough to tell you the difference. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, the, the only time I really noticed a difference was when I was actually there, and I think it's something with the climate or something. I don't know. Uh, but it, I, I just I found it funny that you were talking about Liga Privada with um, with the call, yeah. previous caller because I've got oh, a cool. number nine in my humidor, and that's the only Dominican cigar I've got in there. Uh, dude, dude, they got um, – that, that, that Liga is tremendous um, – also, what's the other? Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not a Drew Estate cigar. Olivier uh, Series V might be another really. No, that's not Dominican. That's not Dominican. I can't remember. Or Ecuador. Uh, what, so, what's your go-to smoke? Um, my go-to. Uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to say, man. Uh, I, I probably overall the Monte Cristo Number Four. Nice. Um, for the for the Cubans now, you know, when I'm smoking a Dominican, I usually get a, a Romeo Juliet. Uh, Right. Um, Ashton's are pretty good if I want something more mid-body stuff. 
Yeah, I, I, you try a little Zeno Platinum. It's not cheap. That's a great smoke. Um, I'm gonna have to check that out. I had a Forbidden City uh, over the summer, and that was one of the best cigars I've had. Those are like forty dollars. Uh, yeah, they're a lot of money. No, they're a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I smoked? I smoked yesterday. It's not an expensive cigar. A nice Camacho. It was a, uh, a Robusto. It was pretty good though. It's not bad. Camacho's nice, very nice. pop. Yeah, because they're not expensive. So Camacho's a good smoke. Like if you're, if you're a guy who smokes a cigar every day, I don't smoke every day, you know. But you know, because it's not expensive, it's not going to break your wallet. Yeah, to smoke. totally. I do like one or two a month. So usually I can like, you yeah. know. Yep, yeah. yep. I'm with you, but, uh, dude. Anyway, I got to tell you, I have you a. Uh, yeah. I should have talked to you about this too. I have a. Um, I have a. What do you call it? Uh, uh, I have a couple different humidors in my house, but. One of them I have is actually an acrylic humidor. It's clear, and it's unbelievable. I don't even use – what do you use, like a cigar uh, oasis, like a humidification system? What do you normally – what do you do for your humidor? I'm curious. I use these uh, – they have these uh, humidifying packs. Um, yep, that's, that's what I use. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly yeah, what yeah, I, I use. I didn't pop, know you knew about it. They're great. Every couple of months, yeah. Great. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the well, the, thanks, the little brown bag. It looks like a sugar, a sugar bag, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They're awesome. They're awesome. You're gonna yeah. have to do. So have to do a segment, man, called uh, chewing sticks instead of. <laughs> I might, dude. I, I've had uh, some people talk to me about that. Actually, to be honest with you, um, I don't know how many people want to hear a wrestler talk about cigars, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, uh, yeah, there might be yeah, a market. That's true, man. But but, it could uh, happen. Yeah, you never so anyway, know. I might do it. What I was actually calling about, because uh, like I said, I just found it coincidental that you were talking about that. I'm like, oh, that's the only Dominican I've actually got. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, yesterday I was hearing you talk about Balor. And is lost to Kane, and I'm over there watching watching Raw with my with my homies. You know, we're having a good time, hanging out. And I got to tell you, man, I popped pretty big when Kane was like, "Oh, I want competition." And you know, obviously they did the swerve because you know he's probably supposed to feud with Roman. And uh, when Balor po- uh, came out, I just I thought that was a great idea by WWE, obviously with the whole demon thing. Uh, but mm. you know, then he lost, and like everyone, I was a little confused about that. But then I thought about it, and I was like. You know, I guess really the whole thing with Finn is they're just trying to protect the demon, and they don't mind if he takes a couple losses. So I was wondering what you thought about that, and if with the whole Sister Abigail thing with Bray, if he if he would have benefited from having something similar to that, like a few years ago maybe, where you know Bray Wyatt could lose, but then you know he puts on the Sister Abigail getup or whatever. Who knows if they're even going to do that anymore? But yeah, you know, I don't know. The they, shouldn't. they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I don't think so either. But like. You know, what if they had something like that with Bray where he was like he kind of had his version of the demon and that was protected so that he could, you know, take losses. But, you know, still be um, in a way, it, it's know? not it's not a bad concept, John. It's not a bad idea. Thanks for calling, brother. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, I'll talk to you soon. Um, yeah, no, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, too, about Finn, that when he's in the demon gimmick, you know, he goes he goes over, he wins. Um but when he's Finn Balor, he loses. I, you know, I think that the audience is a little bit more, you know, uh, the bulk of the audience is a little bit more, um, I would hope and think they're a little bit smarter than that and not, you know, to get sucked into that. I, I'm not crazy about that. I think gimmicks are gimmicks. Um, I get sucked into the gimmicks where that characters portray, uh, you know, as a former character myself. Um, but I, I also don't want to be insulted. Um I do think the sister Abigail thing is 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 god awful because it should be a female and being that he's out for for now for a little while they should just ignore it even happened or bring back a girl or I don't know maybe he I don't know maybe he got sick because he was had a split personality I, I don't know what they're doing there 
Uh, I'm not really sure, but I did notice uh, that um, Dennis, that gentleman John, which was called, who knew his cigars, uh, Cuban gentleman, um, he used a word that's not in Markology called swerve. Did you hear this word? I heard swerve. I did. And you just said it. Interesting. Interesting. So you're qualified to say words like this also, like John. Uh, ditto. <laughs> a, a, a panic ditto here. Panic ditto. You should not have said the word swerve, correct? Yes. My apologies. I'm, I'm actually a little disappointed in you. Yeah, uh, no, that one, yep, that's on me 100%. Um, there was a day where you wouldn't apologize. Now you just throw apologies out like giving you know shit to a pig. You know what I'm saying? Oink, um, oink. Yep, exactly. But uh, you need a word in your mockology for the audience for swerve. Uh, you know, uh, quick draw, uh, switch, switch Jones, we could call it. Something, you know. Swerve. Flip you know, flop. So you gotta, no, that's not right. Flip flop's not bad. I like anything with the word flop is good. Flip flop. Flip flops on your feet. Uh, <laughs> switch switch a Rooney. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, swerve is a little switch a Rooney. I like switch a Rooney. Yeah, that's not good. Switcheroonie is not bad. California, we're going out there. Talk to my man, uh, Art. Art, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say there, buddy? Last caller of the day, hey. by the way. Last caller here. Art's the last caller. What's up, Art? Hey, how you doing, Taz? Thank you for taking my call. You got it, my friend. Talk to me. Um, I actually had a quick uh, off-the-hook idea I just can't. I just thought oh, about. I remember off-the-hooks. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> grind my gears off the hook. Now, didn't we do something like this a long time ago, Art? I'm trying to remember. Did we do this uh, on the tap? Uh, yes. I think it's been long enough, though, where you can do maybe a part two. And it I might be right. Everybody, everybody has different things that grinds their gears. I think next week we will do what Art, you just said. Dennis, put it on the docket. Docketed. Uh, grind my gears, part douche. Okay? <laughs> is that the official right. title? That actually is, yes. Uh, and... <laughs> Art, we will. This is your idea, so we have to always give credit to Art. Okay, and um, Art is Art short for author? Um, close, Arturo. Oh, I just spoke to Arturo from Connecticut. Do you know him? Uh, no, I don't. I've never okay. been out to Connecticut. But you're in California. You guys both have the same name, and you're from states that start with a C. So pardon me for thinking. Do you smoke cigars, Art? Everybody else is smoking today. Do you smoke cigars? No, but I enjoy the cigar talk. It makes me want to taste one. Interesting. It's interesting because I'm glad that you said that, Art. Uh, you now will win nothing. No, listen. It's interesting <laughs> that you just said that because I'm wondering, folks that don't smoke cigars, if they hear at times I talk cigars or talk with a caller about cigars or just give opinions on smokes, uh, cigars, you know, what people like yourself think. And it's cool to hear that you just said that. Awesome. So I could – I'm trying to – get people basically create bad habits like smoking cigars awesome this is great <laughs> hey i enjoy the cigar talk it's, it's really cool to hear cool brother what else you want to talk about um i had an idea for the cruiserweight division now i don't think this will work with um with the, some of the top cruiserweights right now but with neville and austin aries you think maybe they could have done the the weight limit use the weight limit to maybe move them "Quote unquote up to the um, you know intercontinental title picture and maybe to the WWE title picture." What do you mean uh, move the weight up? You're saying like, okay, so well, let's say it's 225 pounds. All right, you know what? Uh, Neville is now 230, so he can wrestle for the IC title. That type thing. 
yeah, for example, Neville not being able to make the, like right now it's 205. Maybe he can't make the 205 limit right now, and he can move up to the intercontinental title picture. Yeah. Look, I, I, I like it. It's not a bad idea. Art, and thank you for calling. It's not a bad idea. The overview of your idea is what I've been saying for a while. They should not have pigeon-held any of those guys in that 205 limit. Uh, and that's why you lose guys like, like you know, Austin Aries. And I, I, is Neville, like, officially gone, dude? Can you check the roster, uh, Dennis? I'll take a look. Dude, show, I know somebody live tweeted on. last night. I don't know if it was a fan of the show or just somebody on Twitter. Um, they took him out of the 205 live open, and they had it spliced side by side. So That's not a good sign. That's an indication um, of something. Yeah, so he might be gone. I could have sworn I saw something. Um, I saw some chatter, too. Cause I, 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 just to put a button on this topic of the 205 thing. Look, I've been saying it forever, and I'll keep saying it. You, you can't cap guys, and, and it's a business. This is not a shoot. You can't do it that you're just stuck in that 205 thing. Same thing with the U.K. wrestlers, you know, uh, which is kind of like uh, got cobweb, cobwebs on it, that whole uh, division. But you, you got to be able to let these talents wrestle within the WWE system, not just in 205, not just in UK or whatever. You know what I mean? You got to because otherwise it, it, you put a cap on their push. You put a cap on their money. It's not good. Um, and I've been seeing some chatter on, on the social media past week or so. It's an overview chatter, paraphrasing here, bear with me, where some people are saying, oh, the wrestlers in WWE now – are envious and jealous of the guys who left WWE because they see how much fun and how great it is out there in independent pro wrestling, uh, which I'm a fan of indie wrestling for sure. And, um, you know, uh, my friend uh, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, uh, again, an uh, overview of his tweet. I saw he tweeted something yesterday, and I, I loved it. It was something along the lines of where he said, people confuse independent wrestling that it's bad wrestling. I, I, I should just pull up his tweet, but it was a very good tweet by Sean. Um, I don't remember exactly what he said. I'm drawing a blank, but like I, uh, I'll find it right here. I'm getting on his Twitter. But anyway, while I'm doing that, because uh, I got to do everything here, no one helps me with nothing. Neville, Neville is still on the um, the active roster on WWE.com. Okay, okay. Can you find this? The, uh, uh, Xbox yeah, I'm looking at Xbox thing right. It might uh, be under. Uh, it might be in. A, he. I think he. Rep- I want to feel like he replied to Joey Ryan on something. I think that's what it was. Uh, Good old fashioned. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing that. Let's go to Iron Staten Island. Only tri-state area people get that joke. I can't find this freaking thing that that Waltman put out there, but it was a very good. You'll find it. It was a very good tweet. It was something like he, I can't remember, the way he worded it was great, uh, that people can, that people confused, um, you know, uh, that independent wrestling means it's not good wrestling. Again, so he didn't say it like that. It said He said it much better than I just said it. But uh, Dennis will find it. But anyway, the thing is, <clears throat> I think that, um, I think that, yeah, there's a little bit of a, an exaggeration um, with this whole Everything's great out here as opposed to being in there of WWE. The things that's great about it, if you're a wrestler, is your freedom. That's number one. Uh, Your freedom on your social media. That's number two. Your freedom on your schedule. That's number three. 
Um, and you could set your price. That's number four. Now, you can't – the problem with it, though, is that price that you set doesn't last. You know, you'll make a lot of money and get booked like crazy and make a good chunk of change for many, many months. But it doesn't last forever because, you know, once you make the circuit, you're kind of like, all right, who's the next guy who left WWE? Who's the next guy who left whatever, Ring of Honor, whatever? You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it's a little bit of a – there's not a lot of longevity with it if, unless you're – smart and play your cards right like a lot of guys that just recently left WWE do and girls so it, it it's possible i'm not saying it's not don't don't misquote me here but i'm just saying it's much harder than people think there's that old expression of the grass is always greener on the other side too i could tell you from experience because i spent a lot of time working for wwe um i've said it a lot and i'll say it again it's not what everybody thinks and it's not for everybody not everybody has the John Cena experience, okay? <laughs> not everybody has that. Guys got – and John paid his dues. I'm not saying he didn't, but John had a great line of communication with the owner of the company, just like a lot of guys that were pushed and made a lot of money and did well because they earned it and they got opportunities. Guys like Triple H, guys like Shawn Michaels, guys like Steve Austin, guys like The Rock, guys like The Undertaker. These are legendary, tremendous talents that all paid their dues in the business, and I respect all those men and know all those men. But what they had also, they had a great line of communication with the boss, and they earned that line of communication, and that's very important. Not all wrestlers have that in WWE. Not. Yeah, you can knock on Vince's door, and he'll talk to you anytime you want. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. I know it for a fact. He will. He, I don't care where you are on the card. He will not blow you off. That's something that people don't say enough about Vince. He will talk to you. If you want to talk to him, and you, just be prepared. He's going to be honest and give you an evaluation that you might not like. But he will talk to you. But these other guys that end up getting big pushes, Vince believes in them more. So that line of communication develops even bigger and thicker. So my point is when I say not everybody has a John Cena experience where they can stay in one company for their whole career and make millions of dollars and flourish, that's, that's, that's I don't want to say it's a pipe dream, but that's extremely hard to do. It's very hard to do. Trust me. Because um, frustration takes over. Passion is a big part of frustration. And I think that a lot of wrestlers get passionate and they get pissed off and and they're frustrated because they're not getting pushed at the pace they want or not making the money they want. They're not in a card where they want to be in a level. They don't have the line of communication with the writers sometimes to pitch stuff for them. You know, and they get frustrated and they leave and they go work out on independence. So I, I just saw some reports yeah, like last week. You got that info, dude, on, on Xbox tweet? Still looking. Wow. Um. I, I think I'm sure one of the fans probably found it for you. That's usually what happens here on the show. Someone probably tweeted me. Um, I, I'm sure it's a deal. Uh, I'm not sure of anything. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure it's a deal. What I was going to say was it's a situation where some people are reporting that, oh, wow, it's really, you know, these guys that are in WWE are jealous of these guys that, are, that were in WWE and they want to do what they're doing and it's fun and it's all this and uh, listen. That's a little bit of bullshit, okay? And that's a little bit of people reporting that that don't know what they're talking about. So I'm just being honest. They, they never lived this, you know? It, it's not, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not on the independent wrestling scene, but, I, you know, I know enough people that are, and I know the industry enough, not, not, you know, to, to kind of give a really strong opinion on it. Um, 
I'm pretty positive that it's not rainbows and butterflies on the independent scene. You know, yeah, it's loose. You can have fun. Um, <clears throat> you don't have a gun to your head. You 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 book what you want to book, and that's great as long as you have bookings. You know, and and as long as then then you got to worry. I'm going to be frank with you guys, okay? And I know we're getting in, ready to go into the fifth quarter here because that's how I run the game. That's what I do. So <clears throat> then you got to worry about like something that you never have to worry about with WWE. This is something that is an important thing. Pay me up front. <laughs> These are things you don't hear about. Um, if you don't know the promoter or some of the boys that you're friends with, the, the wrestlers that you're friends with can't vouch for a guy, you need your money up front. Or give me half up front, give me half when I show up at the building before I work. Like that's the type of chatter that goes on. I'm just pulling back the curtain for you guys. Like that doesn't happen when you work for WWE. That you're in the contract, your, your check is there every two weeks in the mailbox, okay? Or direct deposit, whatever you do with your finances. Um, if you're working for one of the more credible companies like Ring of Honor or uh, let's say Lucha Underground, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Or, you know, TNA had their issues with finances. But at the end of the day, you know, we had contracts and, you know, they, they for the most part, they would end up making good for the money, but they had some issues here and there. But you didn't have to worry about getting your money up front like you do with an independent promoter that you might not know the guy personally. Um, so, because you, you you can't just trust people. Yeah, that's called being you know dumb. It's bad business. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. Like, I think to me, um, some of that stuff is important because you you want to have peace of mind that you're working for a place that's going to be around in one year, two years, three years. You don't have to worry about chasing dates, booking dates. Um, you know, you know. So there are a lot of positives to staying with WWE. I mean. The security is the number one thing besides the TV time and stuff like that. You know, the, the, that's the other thing. Your, your brand will lessen because you don't have, you know, if you're an independent wrestler, you're not on TV. And you, you got to, for the most part, be on TV. Not that you have to, but if you, you want to maximize your career and, and become a big name and be, and get your brand to, to, for people to be aware of your brand – you know, you 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 know, TV's a major thing. <laughs> so if you you're just working indies, it's yeah, you can have fun and you could make your money on your merchandise and you could do all that jazz and that's great. But you know, it's a little harder. So if when people that have never really been in the business as a wrestler make statements like, "Oh, it's um, you know, it's uh, uh it's uh, these these wrestlers are just jealous. They're they're jealous of." Of the guys that are in the indies, uh, you don't know what you're talking about because, you know, that money, that security is not there forever, and you have no more TV time, and your 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 brand over time can lessen unless you're a real hustler that's really busting your ass out there. Uh, Cody Rhodes, off the top of my head, you know, Cody's doing great. Well, not everybody has the ability of Cody Rhodes. You know, <laughs> you know, he's very talented and and, and he's very good and. And he's a smart businessman. So Cody, you know, uh, knows how to make chicken salad of chicken shit. And he knows what he's doing. I mean, but but the indie scene is not like, you know, like whatever some people think when they leave WWE. I, I know, I can tell you this from experiences. Being in WWE, um, for as long as I was, people, a lot of people you find are not happy. The talent a lot of times is not happy because not everybody has that direct line of communication with the boss. Yeah, you might have a writer you talk to, 
But you know, the key is you you want to have a lot of communication with the boss. You know, and and he's got to know your passion and what you want to do and why you think it would work. And, you know, it, it's got to be a deal where, well, he believes in you because he sees your passion. If you're just somebody who deals with a writer and then that's the middleman and that writer goes to Vince, well, there's a good chance you're probably not going to be as happy as the guy or girl that has the line of communication directly with Vince or Triple H, you know, something like that, or Stephanie, you know. So there's a lot of different ways that it goes, you know, <laughs> when you're there. But my point is a lot a lot of people, I know when I was there, there were people that I could name that I won't name that were not happy at all. And you'd be shocked if I'd said some of these names. Shocked. So, um now, wait, would you say, Dennis, that uh, Neville is not on the roster or he is? No, he is currently, yes. Okay, so that means he's not done. Because I didn't see anything that he was gone, you know. Um, yeah, I would, imagine that I, I would imagine they're still trying to either talk to him or convince him, like, hey, man, like, work with us now. Like, let's get through this. Because he's, he's incredible. Why would they just want to let him go? lot of money invested in him that's the main thing it's not just that he's incredible they let a lot of incredible guys go i mean austin aries is incredible i mean so it's like you know they, they let it's not just there's a lot of incredible guys bro it's that the investment that's another thing fans don't realize the fucking money invested in talent guys been there for years now he's just gonna walk away and that and take that investment to help somebody else uh-uh they'll let you do it if you don't want to be there if you but they're going to exhaust all levels to what you just said to keep you around because of that investment. Seriously, they want good guys. I'm not saying they don't want good guys, but there's a lot of good guys. Uh, did you find a Waltman thing? Because I'm giving up on it. I I think I found this thread, but it looks like he might have deleted the original. I don't know why he would. I don't think he's not like that. He, it was something like whatever. He was saying that just because it's called independent wrestling doesn't mean that it's bad wrestling. Again, Inferior I'm was the word. Um, yeah, something like that. It was just a very good tweet by Sean. It was good stuff. Uh, real quick before I wrap up. So, yeah, we had the World Series yesterday. Game one, World Series. Uh, the Dodgers won 3-1. to one. So now they're leading the series 1-0. to zero. Uh, You know, uh, Kershaw uh, went seven innings, uh, gave it three hits, one earned run, 11 strikeouts. Man was on fire. Quick game, Jones. Uh, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. Uh, home run. Uh, first pitch right off the Astros. The Keiko, the enemy of the Yankees. They hate the Keiko, right? You guys hate Dallas Keiko? Uh, he had our number, so yes, not a fan. Yes, hate him. Um, in the bottom of the first, uh, that's what the home run was. Chris Hale hit a dinger, as we call it, off of Keiko. So uh, Justin Turner, Dennis's cousin, his skinny cousin that used to play for the Mets uh, from the Dodgers there. Uh, yeah, he hit say the, skinny. Uh, you could just leave it a cousin. Sloppy cousin. He hit the go-ahead two-run homer late in the bottom of six. So game two is tonight, 8 p.m., I think I'm going to watch Lucha Underground and some of the World Series. I will do this. Uh, maybe NXT. Is there anything good on NXT tonight? What's going on in NXT? Uh, they're doing a ladies' battle royal to determine the last spot, the fourth spot for the um, Fatal 4-Way for TakeOver okay. War Games. Maybe I will watch that. Maybe I'll try to watch that and, and Lucha if I can. I don't know. I'll see. Only thing I didn't mention before I wrap up is the Bludgeon Brothers. I said I was going to mention them. They did another video package with these guys. Like I said, I like both Rowan and Harper together separately. I like them, period. I do. 
But like I said, this gimmick to me is just kind of corny and hokey. And what are they doing with the sledgehammers? What are they hitting? They just rah, boom and hit the ground. Like, what are you doing? I'm not blaming them, but who, 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 what are you guys doing with these guys? What, what, are, what are they hitting? Hit something. Hit something. Hit a picture. Hit an 8 by 10 of a guy's face. That's maybe a horrible idea. But do something. Do something else. This is this. Just hitting the ground. I don't know. What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing with the bludgeon brothers? They should bring them in and run amok, go crazy. But, you know, you know, it'd be nice to eventually see uh, what's the two guys uh, with Paul Ellering, what's their names, the two Authors big guys. Pain. Yeah, AOP. It'd be nice to see them get moved into some role here, too. I mean, it's big bruising team like the Bludgeon Brothers will be and stuff like that. So we'll see. It's good to see that they're, they're amping up tag teams, though. Back a, back a few years back, they weren't. But lately, the past couple of years, they have. So it's nice to see. All right, look, I got to go here, guys. I'm done. All right, give you 10 minutes overtime on this uh, Taz Show edition, the edition of Taz Show. Uh, make sure you share the show uh, wherever that you would share it or like it, preview it, do whatever the F you people do with it. And, uh, you know, screaming and screaming, screaming and screaming, screaming and screaming every day, rock and rolling, running the game. Everybody knows it. Um, all right, so for the crew at the Gimmick Clubhouse and uh, me, I'm Taz. You're not. Uh, have a good one, guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at To go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't